0: Hello and welcome to the Neshama Project podcast where we explore spiritual tools for human thriving. I'm Rabbi Ben Newman. Today, I'd like to begin an exploration of the book of Exodus, the book of Shemot, which uh, began in this week's Torah portion. Uh, I'd like to take a perspective of delving into the Torah with the goal of pulling out psycho-spiritual lessons for our own lives. I want to begin with a commentary from Rabbi Menachem Nachem of Chernobyl, an early Hasidic master. And this commentary is not uncommon. Uh, the teaching that he's about to give in this commentary, it's actually quite common in the Kabbalistic and Hasidic literature to take the perspective that he presents. So he's commenting on Exodus 113, where it says in Hebrew, Vayavidu mitz- Mitzrayim et B'nai Yisrael befarech. So uh, the Egyptians ruthlessly imposed on the Israelites the labors, the work that they made them perform. Ruthlessly, they made life bitter for them with harsh labor at mortar and bricks and with all sorts of tasks in the field. And it repeats this term, befar, bef- befarech, with ruthlessness. Um, befarech. Uh, at the end of each of these two sentences. And you have the word chomer, which is often translated as mortar, but it can mean like materiality. Uh, uh, so let's look at what the dego says of this word ruthlessness, or harshness, harshly, befarech, uh, he says that the Talmud interprets befarech, harshly, as befircha, with challenges. And this is from the Babylonian Talmud, Sota 11b. Uh, in the Talmudic rhetoric, uh, it's usually legal challenges that they're talking about, objections to positions held in the ongoing Going give and take of a halachic discussion, b'fircha with challenges. We must begin our discussion with the verse: "Yudhe vavhe," said to Moses, "Come to Pharaoh, Bo el Paro. This is uh, two weeks from now's Torah portion. For I have hardened his heart and the heart of his servants in order to carry out these my signs in his midst." Exodus ten one. The secret meaning of our exile in Egypt is known. Awareness itself was in exile. Now I'm going to skip ahead. To where was Torah cast down at that time? It fell into the shell of Egypt. And this, this idea that the Torah falling into Egypt and needing to be redeemed from Egypt is attributed to Rabbi Dov Bear of Mezrich, Maghred of Mezrich, uh, Parshat B. Kates. And this is the idea of going down, ascent, a descent for the sake of ascent, for the sake of lifting up. So back to the Chernobler, To where was the Torah cast down at that time? It fell into the shell of Egypt, the klipah of Egypt. Thus, awareness was in exile, for the Torah represents awareness. And this is why Israel had to go down into Egypt to raise up fallen Torah. This is how the Zohar reads, Egypt enslaved the children of Israel with loam, so mortar, chomer, which I mentioned before, meaning with inferences from major to minor, and this is again a rabbinic principle, kal v'chomer, so it's a, kal is uh, major, chomer is minor, from major to minor, it's like an inference, like all the more so, uh, So, entrances from major to monarch, homer with bricks. Meaning, with clarifications of legal points, libun hilchata, harshly, b'farech, with challenges, pircha, and so on. This refers to the Torah that was truly in their midst. Israel brought forth every aspect of Torah. This is why... God said to Moses, come to Pharaoh, for I have hardened his heart and the heart of his servants in order to carry out these my signs in his midst, Exodus 10.1. This means that you must come to Pharaoh for the sake of the letters of Torah that I have placed in his midst. Now is the time you must uplift them and take them forth. This is why I have hardened his heart. Understand this. My signs refers to those letters. This is why the Talmud interprets b'farech as with challenges, as we have explained. Once they came out of Egypt, bringing awareness forth from exile, awareness itself remained only in exile for those so totally lost as to deny reality. For most people, only the personal attributes which express that awareness remain in in an exilic state. These include love, fear, glory, and the rest. Everyone who knows that the Holy One exists holds this awareness to the best of their ability. Yet our qualities of acting remained in an exilic state. We have improper loves, improper fears. These qualities were imprinted in us only for the service of the Holy One, but we use them to violate God's will. This is why the Torah continually admonishes us, recall the days you came out of Egypt, Exodus 13, 3, and to recall the day you came forth from Egypt all the days of your life, Deuteronomy 16, 3, and so on. This advice is given to help us extricate these qualities from exile as well. If everyone remembered that awareness itself had already come forth out of exile, we thus became aware of the Holy One's existence, it would certainly be easy for us easier for us to bring those personal qualities as well into goodness and away from evil. We would then use them only in accord with that which is dictated by our own awareness. So I think that's in itself already a lot to digest and to think about. This idea of awareness being an exile in Egypt Torah being awareness I think it's something that each one of us in our lives can integrate into our practice we have to continually bring awareness to our thoughts our sensations our emotions even when they're difficult, even when they are challenges, even when they are um, destructive, even when they're scary, even when they make us sad, we have to be present with those emotions and be aware of them and bring awareness, bring mindfulness to them. And that's the only way that we can bring awareness out of exile and when we bring awareness out of exile we we are not mindless but mindful not unaware but aware we bring god into this world we bring divine energy into our lives in the world and we connect with our holiest source And ultimately this brings us contentment and joy and equanimity and happiness. And it brings us the ability to not react immediately when thoughts, feelings, sensations, emotions arise, because we're aware of them. And we can increase that space between a thought and then speech and an action. So that's one aspect of it. Another aspect of it is when we're aware of our desires and when we're aware of our grasping, when we're aware of our anger, when we're aware of all of these qualities inside of us, and sometimes they're distorted qualities, as the commentator said right? Something that's supposed to be love actually ends up being grasping. Something that is supposed to be justice ends up being anger. When we're aware of these qualities, we can lift them up to their higher source and we can put them hopefully, God willing, to the purpose that they were intended, which is a holy purpose. Right? So when we have a person in our lives and we think we're feeling love for them, but we're really feeling grasping for them, or when we really love somebody, but then we turn it into grasping, uh, it becomes distorted. And so the hope is that we can be aware of the grasping, aware of where it's crossed the line between love and grasping, and then return to love which is the, the higher purpose of it. Um, the same with anger, the same with uh, any strong emotion that we might have. Uh, the point is to bring awareness to it and lift it back up to its higher source, which is a reflection of the divinity, All right. So no matter what it is that we feel, it can be physical, it can be emotional, We can have a a mental formation. We can have something spiritual come up. uh, And then that can be reflected through uh, grasping or aversion or ignorance. And the hope is that each thing that arises in, in those different aspects of ourselves, we can become aware of them and lift them up so that they ultimately serve to connect us to the divine spark which rests inside of us so that's the work uh that's the work to bring the torah out of exile out of our inner egypt Uh, and the word in hebrew for egypt is mitzlaim which comes from tsarim which means a narrow place right so we have to lift ourselves up out of the narrow place, our awareness up out of that narrow place, that place that we feel restricted and um, hemmed in. And by bringing awareness to it, hopefully we bring it to freedom. We bring that uh, to a spacious mindset from a mochin to katnut, from a lower, a lower, consciousness to a mochin de godlu to an upper consciousness, to a widened consciousness, larger consciousness. And it's not always going to be easy, right? Life is hard. There's really difficult things that arise for us in our lives, the loss of loved ones, Uh, Conflicts in our personal lives, conflicts in our countries, conflicts in the world, uh, people getting angry, um, people taking sides, feeling hurt, feeling trapped, feeling nervous, feeling stressed, all of these things are going to arise for us in our lives. And sometimes it's really hard to bring awareness to it and to be present of it. To be present to it. But this is the work of being human. And there's this great idea of the precious human rebirth, which is in Buddhism and is also in Judaism, this idea that in in a Jewish context you know they say in the midrash that the torah was given only to humans and not to angels and not to animals but to humans because angels for all their spiritual qualities don't experience the world like we experience it they don't experience this depth of anger or hatred or jealousy or or torment in the way that we do. And so the Torah is given to us, the awareness, the godly awareness is given to us. We're in a special position because we feel the depth of pain and suffering, and yet we also reach for the heights of joy and ecstasy and spirit. And we stand with our, part of us in the heavens and part of us on the earth, and so it's our task and it's difficult, but that's why we're here. That's why we've taken this human incarnation. That's why we're spiritual beings having human experiences. So thank you everybody for joining me today. I hope everybody stays warm in the depths of this cold winter time. And I wish everybody the ability to bring awareness to their lives and to bring awareness out of exile. This is Shama Project. I'm Rabbi Ben Newman. Until next time, take care.